3: It is Friday, June the 3rd, 2022, in the month dedicated to the most sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise be to God. Good morning. You know, it's now or never. I was uh, got an email last night from one of our insiders, and I asked the question, have you ever consecrated yourself to the sacred heart of Jesus? Have you ever enthroned the sacred heart in your home? And, uh, you know, he said, no, he's never ha- He never had. Well, I think it's now or never. What an opportunity we have, now or never, to make this consecration for ourselves, for our family, for our community, for our society, for the world at large. So we're going to be talking about that today. In fact, we're going to have a Norbertine on the program, live in studio, praise be to God. Frater Giovanni is going to be on at 35 past the hour to talk about the devotion to the most sacred heart of Jesus, honoring the sacred heart of Jesus in this month that's coming up, so stick around for that if you can, and then of course uh, we're going to be covering some news, catching up on several stories from the week, with uh, Tito Edwards from BigPulpit dot com about the new Cardinals and all of that, and more coming up at fifteen past the hour. So it's going to be a great show and a lot to get into. Good morning to Rudy Carlos.
4: Good morning, Joe. And yeah, there are a lot of new Cardinals. You go outside, you hear them. They're they're flying around, tweeting around. They're tweeting? Yeah. Are they? They're tweeting. Yeah. Cardinals tweet? Something like that. I guess some of them do. I can't give you an impression. I, I,
3: I haven't mastered tweeting? it yet. If, could you imagine, uh, you know, cardinals tweeting in, you know, the, say the 17th century or something like that? Like birds? Are we talking about birds? No. We're wow. about, oh, we're talking about princes oh. of the church. Oh, oh. Are you Catholic? Have I checked your Catholic card? No, you forgot to. I darn it to bitsies. I meant to do that and forgot. <laughs> it, you know? Uh, we are Catholic around here, are we not? Uh, we are going to have, so. I suppose, we are going to have uh, a consistory coming up, and uh, more red hats are going to be passed out. So we mm-hmm. haven't really scratched the surface on that conversation this week. I know a bunch of other people have, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I think more next week too. I think we're
4: trying to get Eric Sammons on. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see about getting somebody on to talk about this. And what does it look like? What 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 are the implications here for the future? Yeah. Uh, speaking
3: of the future and implications. Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian.
2: Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Praise be to God. Despite of it all. Despite of it all, it's good to be here. Despite the fact that uh, some of the, I'm going to say, uh, worst Cardinals, possible Cardinals were chosen. You don't, um, you don't like birds either? I, I really don't like birds. They're just so <laughs> annoying. I try to sleep and they're always waking me up. And so these Cardinals not <laughs> sure not are not good. Sure they are. Not good. I'm a bluebird guy. You're a bluebird you. guy. You I like th- Twitter. <laughs> Bluebirds are amazing. You like the tweeting. You I like th- the tweeting. Well, no, I don't like the tweeting,
3: but
4: you I tweet, do like the tweeting. bird. I'm more of an egret kind of guy. Are you? Yeah,
2: really. Huh. Wetland hmm. bird. Well, you're a wetland, upland wetland guy. Well, the good news is today is speaking to the Sacred Heart is the first Friday. So that means that we can go to Holy Mass and we can make reparation for sins and outrages mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I'm sure we'll talk about that so during the 30 30 after the hour. Yeah, praise be to God. Uh, next week we are going to have uh, some great
3: conversations lined up. You know, the the gun debate is raging. Of course, President Joe Biden came out last night asking Congress to take action to uh, ban all assault rifles at the home. I wonder Do what, something. How, how will that be defined. I'm just supposed curious. assault rifles. <clears throat> Yes. Uh so anyway, we're going to probably wade into that conversation next week from a Catholic perspective. That's also on the agenda. Of course, inflation is skyrocketing. I'm I'm still like just numb to $5 I, a gallon gas in the state of Texas.
4: It's I don't just know how much. Yeah. I don't know, you know how much more we could say it. Get ready for it. Yeah. I mean stock up on whew. extra groceries or something. Yeah.
5: Buy local, it hit you.
3: Who knows. Buy local. You know, what an opportunity to uh to find your local farmers market and buy a lot of your stuff through them Mm -hmm. support your local farmers your ranchers we bought you know a part of a cow with some other families we had it butchered locally tastes great it's a wonderful way to support your local rancher so i mean i think the time is now for for subsidiarity i think so too yeah yeah. Maybe we'll get into that next week as well. Hey, we're going to have a great show. We're going to pray to the uh, the Memorari to the Most Sacred Heart. But as I said, Frater Giovanni from the Norbertines is going to be in studio with us at 35 past the hour. Tito Edwards from BigPulpit.com will be on at 15 past the hour. Plus, we have our game show to give away prizes today. It's going to be jam-packed. Do us a favor and share us with a friend. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. O oh, most sweet Jesus, that no one who has had recourse to thy sacred heart Implored its help or sought its mercy was ever abandoned. Encouraged with confidence, I, uh, O oh tenderest of hearts, we present ourselves before thee, crushed beneath the weight of our sins. In our misery, O oh sacred heart of Jesus, despise not our simple prayers, but mercifully grant our requests. In the name of the
4: Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Friday, June 3rd, and here are your headlines this morning. The Washington Examiner reports, enough. Biden calls for a sweeping gun control agenda in wake of Uvalde massacre. The president said on Thursday that the federal bans on so-called assault weapons and high capacity magazines should be reinstated, arguing that the expiration of these provisions led to an increase in mass shootings. The age at which certain weapons could be purchased should go up, he said. Adding immunity for gun manufacturers should also be lifted. Safe storage should be required and background checks should be expanded, Biden said. Axios reports world looks elsewhere as the Ukraine war hits 100 days. Ukrainian president Zelensky said last week that global attention has been crucial for Ukraine, but he worries people will get fed up and cynical and want something new. As attention wanes, so will the pressure on world leaders to help Ukraine and punish Russia. There has been a 22 dec- 22-fold decrease in social media interactions as those are likes, comments and shares on news articles. Published about Ukraine between the start of the war and this week, from 109 million to 4.8 million. Breitbart reports baby shortage, form, baby formula shortage worsening. Low-income families hit the hardest. The data is based on sales at stores such as groceries, uh, grocery stores, club stores, and pharmacies, which represents 80% of formula sales. Nationally, 23% of powdered baby formula was out of stock in the in the week ending in May 22nd. Compared with 21% during the previous week, according to the latest figures from market research firm IRI. In the first week of January and before the recall of formula produced by Abbott Laboratories, 11% of powdered baby formula was out of stock because of pandemic related supply chain issues and inflation. Before the pandemic, the normal out of stock range for powdered formula was between 5 and 7%, according to IRI. And just the news reports Shooter and Tulsa Medical Center attacked targeted. Attack targeted his doctor after surgery left him in pain, say the police. Tulsa Police Chief Wendell Franklin identified the alleged gunman as Michael Lewis of Muskogee, Oklahoma. The suspect underwent back surgery on May 19th and subsequently called the clinic repeatedly to complain about pain. He also said authorities He also said authorities also have a letter that makes a clear makes it clear the gunman came in with intent to kill Dr. Preston Phillips and anyone who got in his way. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you.
2: The saint of the day is the Ugandan martyrs. So, you know, I'm going to struggle through these Ugandan names. Almost skipped this one because of the pronunciation issue. But it's very relevant considering the month of immoral vice. St. Charles Lowanga and companions, they died during the days of November 15th, 1885 through January of that same year. Or rather, January 27th of 1887 One of the 22 Ugandan martyrs, Charles Luwanga, is the patron of youth in Catholic action in most of tropical Africa. He protected his fellow pages, ages 13 to 30, from the homosexual demands of the Bagandan ruler Mwanga, and he encouraged and instructed them in the Catholic faith during their imprisonment for refusing the ruler's homosexual demands. Charles first learned of Christ's teachings from the two retainers in the court of Chief Mawalugunga. While a catechumen, he entered the royal household as assistant to Joseph Makaso, head of the court pages. On the night of Masako's martyrdom for encouraging the African youths to resist Mwanga, Charles requested and received baptism. In prison with his friends, Charles' courage and belief in God inspired them to remain chaste and faithful. For his own unwillingness to submit to the immoral acts and his effort to safeguard the faith of his friends, Charles was burned to death at Namagunga on june third, eighteen eighty six by Mwanga's order. On the same day, while at Old Kampala, on his way from Mengo to Namagungo, Matthias Kalumba Mulumba refused to walk further in demand for execution. His hands were cut off first, his flesh removed from his back and roasted, and then his legs cut off. The blood vessels and veins were were tired, and traditional herbs applied to the wounds to stop him from overbleeding. He died three days later from thirst. After the death of the Christians in Namagungo, the executioners hanged around the scene, adding more firewood to the fires to ensure that the victims' remains were consumed to ashes. However, their efforts were in vain, and it was not so long before they were abandoned, they abandoned the scene, with some of them giving up their duties as executioners. The Christians, 15 and all, between the ages of 13 and 25, stepped forward. The king asked them if they were willing to keep their faith. They answered in unison, until death all were burned together while praying and singing hymns until they died. St. Charles Luanga and companions pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The
3: Gospel today comes to us from John chapter 21 verses 15 through 19. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen. I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death He would glorify God, and when he had said this, he said to him, "Follow me." The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alcuin, in the uh, I think it's the ninth century, said, "Quote: He is called Simon, son of John, John being his natural father, but mystically Simon means obedience and John means grace." a name well befitting him who was so obedient to God's grace that he loved our neighbor, or rather, he loved our Lord more ardently than any of the others, such virtue arising from divine gift, not mere human will, close quote, Alcuin. I like that because, you know, Peter sometimes, oftentimes, gets a bad rap, About because, you know, he denied our Lord. Yes, these are not good things, that he denied our Lord three times. It's true. That's why we have this passage today. And yet he's the guy who steps out off the boat. He's the guy with zeal in his heart, says, Lord, at the mountain of transfiguration. He says, Lord, it's great that we are here. Can we build these tabernacles? Let's stay here forever. It is Peter, who says to the Lord, you know, uh, when he receives his name of Simon, kneeling at the feet of the Lord, at the miracle of the many fishes that were pulled out of the sea, he says, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Peter, for all of his faults, has tremendously more um, more pros, rather, instead of cons. We should remember that today about the incredible saint Peter. Alcuin would go on to say, quote, To feed the sheep is to support the believers in Christ from falling from faith, to provide earthly sustenance for those under us, to preach and to exemplify with all our preaching by our lives, to resist adversaries, to correct wanderers, close quote Alcuin. That is the purpose and the point to this man that uh, is, in fact, the first vicar of Christ on earth, the first papa, the first pope, and all of his successors after him have the one job, according to Vatican I, to teach and uphold the faith and to bring the brothers together, to strengthen them for the purpose of converting souls on planet Earth. Not to befriend planet Earth, but to utterly convert it, to make the Garden of Eden out of the wildness of this planet. We'll be right back. Tito Edwards and BigPulpit.com is coming up next.
1: men it's time the men's march to end abortion and rally for personhood is saturday june 11th the weekend before father's day from 12 to 3 p.m in tallahassee florida men gather at 12 p.m for the march all women children and families join us for the 2 p.m rally at the florida state capitol you are needed every life matters join us on june 11th in tallahassee for more information go to themensmarch.com
0: Atheists claim
4: theists are essentially no different than atheists because we reject gods too, such as Greek and Roman gods. But this is plain absurdity. What's our reason? First, it's an abuse of language. A theist believes in at least one god. An atheist doesn't believe in any god. They're mutually exclusive terms. To say a theist is an atheist to most gods is like saying a married man is a bachelor to most women second, it's bad reasoning. To say I'm an atheist because I reject some gods is like saying I'm an anarchist, one who rejects all forms of government because I reject communism and fascism, some forms of government. But that's silly. So the claim that atheists and theists are no different doesn't hold
0: water. I'm Carlo Brusard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com.
3: Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Frater Giovanni is going to be our guest. He is a friar with the Norbertines. I think it's the Order... What it, what, it's the Canon Orders... Canon, I'll look it up for you when we get to the interview. But we know what's interesting about the Norbertines is they... St. Dominic was a Norbertine? They dress just like the Pope. Uh, they look a lot like the Pope. Like... like, like Many popes kind of. We're going to ask him about that, so he can explain the Norbertines a little bit coming up as well. So we're going to get into the Sacred Heart of of, uh, Jesus devotion, and a little bit on the Norbertines all coming up this hour, so stick around for that. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is our good friend Tito Edwards from BigPulpit.com. Good morning to you, Tito.
6: Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Adrian. Can you guys hear me?
3: Praise be to God. It's good to see you. We can hear you and hope you're doing really, really well. Uh, It's kind of been an interesting week in the news, and I know you cover the news every single day on Big Pulpit and other sites. What stories have you been tracking this week?
6: I've been tracking the big ones that I've been reverberating all throughout the week is uh, Bishop McElroy. Of the Sea of uh, San Diego, Mm. was elevated to the is going to be elevated to the cardinalite uh, soon. Um, He is a uh, somewhat controversial bishop because he he opposes many of the of the mainstream bishops in the U.S. uh, in the direction of where we want to go in dealing with the issues of the country. And so with that, uh, he's also been known as being a pugilist amongst his fellow bishops uh, when in conference and committee. So it's going to be uh, very interesting for the next several years because he is 68. He's got seven years uh, as a voting cardinal uh, in the upcoming uh, conclave whenever, uh, God forbid, Pope Francis uh, passes away.
3: Yeah, you know, I one of the things I found interesting about the the uh, now cardinal elect McElroy story is uh, people were pitting him against uh, Archbishop Corleone up in San Francisco, and I thought I can see why they're doing that because of the recent uh, you know excommunication, so to speak, uh, of Nancy Pelosi in his diocese. So I understand that they're making that that comparison, but I I'm like. Golly gee whiz. you passed up the archbishop in Los Angeles, who's not had the red hat since he's been there, has been living in the shadow of the former bishop of that diocese, and McElroy is subordinate to him, and McElroy gets the red hat and not him. What do you make of that?
6: Yes, yeah, so th- that's very interesting. Uh, Pope Francis has been, uh, in our lifetime, in this living memory, we've noticed that uh, unlike Pope John Paul II and John Paul John, and Benedict XVI, the appointments have not gone to the traditional uh, archdiocese. Uh, Gomez of L.A., Cordelia of San Francisco, Vigneron of Detroit, uh, and Chaput of Philadelphia have all been passed over as well. So uh, it, it seems like he's wanting to get the smell of the sheep type of bishops, at least his perception of it, and so McElroy is one of them politically speaking uh, it also looks as if he's going around the papal nuncio and getting his information directly from some of his more s- closer confidence uh mm-hmm. such as cardinal world and cardinal tobin of newark so um yes this is a com- completely different direction and very good point of noting that he is subordinate to Archbishop Gomez in the Episcopal uh, Metropolitan area of L.A. So how does and that? Now that's awkward. Ahead of him as yeah. a cardinal.
3: How does that? Like how does that work? I mean, so uh, from a, from managing his diocese perspective, he still has to report to Archbishop Gomez, but because he's a cardinal, he kind of doesn't have to listen to him. I mean, it's just it's kind of bizarre and awkward
6: my impression is it's it's a, it's more of a formality so it, 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 there's he doesn't take i'm thinking he doesn't take that many direct uh, orders from gomez in fact I, I don't believe it's anything such such as that but yeah uh, on paper it is it looks uh, contradictory And uh, Pope Francis is the Pope of surprises, so he has not failed us in that respect. (laughs) He has
3: not ceased to fail us in these surprises, these air quotes, surprises. I got it. Okay. Well, it's interesting, too, because he continues to appoint uh, men who are over the voting age still. And I guess their role is to just be sort of advisors, especially prior to the conclave?
6: Yes, yes. He's been uh, appointing... Uh, people out in the peripheries, and physically speaking, yes, uh, he's appointed many uh, bishops to the cardinal light that you would never in a million years imagine such a bishop uh, getting uh, the red hat. So I think uh, in in, in, uh, honesty, Pope Francis is sincere in wanting to give the voice to those dioceses, to the people out there that normally do not have a voice, and so we we have to applaud Pope Francis for that. At the same time, it's also uh, interesting and, and and controversial in some circles.
3: Well, I mean, I but if we're going to read into what Pope Francis is doing, then I would say, then how do we avoid the issues? Uh, that relate the comparison between McElroy and Corleone. I mean, they did have a conflict. Uh, McElroy came out publicly against Corleone and his decision. Um, and he has been a strong supporter of LGBTQ and other things and other troubling issues. So to elevate him as well as others, not not only that, but to promote Uh, Cardinal Supic to a position that could have a dramatic effect on the rest of the church, even in uh, in light of his uh, public support for the LGBTQ issues. I mean, isn't this a very troubling trend?
6: Yes, it it is a very troubling trend. Supic being appointed to the Congregation of Divine Worship, I believe. And so there is, my understanding at, at the USCCB, the younger bishops are more forthright in wanting to defend issues of the day that affect us, such as uh, so-called same-sex marriage, uh, abortion on demand, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's the old guard from from this, from, I can't think of a better word, the spirit of Vatican II crowd of the 70s and early 80s, which Pope Francis, I believe, represents, and so McElroy is up there in that category. And we're going to see a lot of these clashes, uh, not not only among, between Cardinal Leo and McElroy, but among the other younger bishops from the smaller dioceses and and the bigger episcopates. Mm. So yes, uh, there is conflict, but at the same time, where the rubber meets the road, these questions are going to have to be addressed. Uh, because people, uh, bishops such as Cordelia Leon and Strickland, Vasa out of uh, Southern California, uh, they are making their voices heard, and we need to pray for all of them, uh, McElroy included. So, yes, uh, it's going to be a very interesting time for any of the Pope watchers, especially those that are following the USCCB. Yeah. so grab your popcorn and coke and uh, <laughs> sit back and enjoy
3: speaking of uh, popcorn uh, moments apparently the uh, the ambassador to the Holy See from the United States uh, flew a rainbow flag off the balcony
6: yes 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 the, <clears throat> this is the in your face uh, culture wars that we're seeing here without any thought as to the position of where the Vatican is, there is no respect. Now contrast that to the embassies in the Middle East where they have homosexuality, not only illegal, but can be punishable by death in some of those countries. They dare not fly the flag. The Americans, the, you mean? The rainbow. The
3: American embassies.
6: Correct, at yeah. the American Embassy. So They pick and choose they, their, they their, uh, and choose their yeah. battles, and of course Christianity uh, gets picked on time and time again.
3: Yeah, isn't that interesting, for sure. Uh, it, and, golly gee whiz, we're seeing such a, a sort of a hypocrisy, though, here. You've got the bishops in Germany outwardly, openly endorsing and promoting this, creating incredible division, even, uh, near, dare I say, uh, on the verge of schism, there many, many prelates around the world have spoken out against that, begged the Holy Father to take serious action on what's going on there. They're flying. They've got uh, altars draped in rainbow flags over there. That seems rather insane. Some here as well in the United States. And then, of course, the, the Holy See and under this current administration has embraced that. But yet it's the month of the Sacred Heart, and so there is a clear contrast, almost a, a war for the soul of humanity
6: yes it is it is the month of the sacred heart and the irony of ironies is is that the, as americans the u.s government has designated uh the month of june as pride month of course pride month is where uh people who participate in a cer- certain bedtime activity can flaunt their choice uh in parades in corporate uh celebrations of such acts, and so <clears throat> it is very distressing to see this. I, I, I truly believe since the year 2020, even before that, but 2020, I, I point that out, is, is that 2020 vision, uh, we will see clearly where people stand. With the appointment of McElroy seeing uh, Tobin in Newark and uh, Farrell, the formerly of Dallas, at, in the Vatican, cardinal world uh the retired bishop from washington D.C. we are seeing where this is all heading and 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 we need to pray and speak up as catholics we have a very popular father james martin spouting spouting heresy
2: in his new documentary so
6: yes thank you And, and and uh uh, I'm just at a loss of words. I know, I don't yeah. Know where to, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. What, it's Twilight where, where Zone. Do we pick, where do we talk to about
2: this? It's interesting, Tito, because you know we're we're talking about these horrible vices that are being promoted. Father Martin's new documentary on and like, it's, it's striking in his in his trailer for the documentary. He shows these wicked Catholics outside praying the rosary with signs saying "Purity is the answer." Oh no! Terrible! These scary uh, traditionalists. And the the interesting thing is, you know, today the, that God has set up in the divine providence that this month be a time of reparation, a time of the Sacred Heart. Plus, uh, today with Saint uh, Char- Saint uh, Saint the uh, Ugandan martyrs being uh, ba- bastions of purity against homosexual vice. I, had never, I didn't realize that that was one of the reasons why they were martyred. So it seems as though that Divine Providence has set us up in such a way that we would have something to have hope. So leave us on a hopeful note as we, uh, we have about one minute before we go to break. Yeah, we're, we are running out of time here
3: with yes, Tito but, Edwards from BigPulpit.com. Go ahead, Tito, you can follow up. you got about a minute.
6: Oh, yes. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Pope Pius XII instituted uh, the celebration of St. Joseph the Worker to counteract May Day. The bishops, if they don't want to be confrontational, they can they can also celebrate what is good of the church. The Sacred Heart of Jesus should be celebrated loud and wide and and and, Amen. and within each diocese to counteract this. Yes. And, and celebrating the sake of, uh, of Luanga uh, is one of the one of the places where we can make our stand. Amen. And and really push this. Yeah. Amen.
3: Praise be to God. All right, Tito Edwards, BigPulpit.com, the best in the Catholic blogosphere. God bless you. God love you. We'll have to have you back uh, on a more regular basis to get caught up on all these stories. But uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to come right back, and we have Frater Giovanni from the Norbertines coming up in studio. A rare treat, and we're going to talk
5: about the devotion to
3: the Sacred Heart. All that coming up
5: next.
1: From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN.
5: What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage.
1: Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu.
5: Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com.
1: Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to
4: themensmarch.com. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now more headlines. This is from the National Catholic Register. Analysis. Catholic Church Attacks Multiply Following Supreme Court Leak. According to the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, which tracks arson, vandalism, and other destruction occurring in the U.S. Catholic Churches, there have been at least 134 incidents across 35 states and washington dc since may 2020 right after the draft leak of the overturning of roe was leak was uh, presented epic times reports biden says he won't be able to bring down gas or food prices in the near term last week biden's top economic advisor brian dees play down the risk of a recession, despite the growing warnings from banks and economists that the U.S. economy could be heading into recession in the next 12 to 24 months. The idea we're gonna be able to, you know, click a switch and bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term. Nor is it in regard to food, Biden told reporters at the White House on June 1st. He cited the war in Ukraine that has trapped the country's wheat exports as an external cause for inflation. And Breitbart reports Christian Aid Group, Nigeria sending soldiers to protect Christians without bullets. David Curry, the CEO of the Christian aid organization called Open Borders, described President Buhari's inaction as suspicious, given that extremists from the president's ethnic group, Fulani Muslims, are largely responsible for the attacks. He also accused Buhari's government of superficial attempts to appear to be protecting Christians, such as sending soldiers out to protect churches, but not giving them bullets. The human rights expert noted that President Joe Biden's administration should reconsider undoing the puzzling decision of removing Nigeria from its list of countries of particular concern for religious freedom, which it did in November without any overt signs that the Buhari administration was meaningfully addressing the surge of anti-Christian violence in the country. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God
3: and all thanks. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Joining us in studio right now, rare treat for us. Praise be to God is Frater Giovanni from the Norbertines. Good morning to you, Frater.
7: Good morning to you. Thank you for having me.
3: All right. So let's let's get the uh, let's get the obvious out of the way first. You look like a pope.
7: I do. Well. In my defense, the Pope technically (laughs) looks like me.
3: Oh, okay. All right. Yes, that's a great defense. Praise be to God. So tell us about the Norbertines real quick.
7: Sure. So we just celebrated the 900th anniversary of the founding of our order by Mm -hmm. St. Norbert. He was a a 12th century reformer, part of the Gregorian reform, and one of his great missions was to reform the clergy by bringing men back into community Mm -hmm. and having a rich monastic prayer life where... All of the priestly fruitfulness would come forth from a very deep life of prayer and yeah. communal life and fraternal life. And that goes back to the rule of our Holy Father, St. Augustine, who wrote his rule for monks in the 300s. So we've been following that for 900 years. Wow. Yeah. And, and it was a great way to reform the clergy by having community and accountability and yeah. and you know, contemplation. Yeah.
3: So frater means friar brother brother means brother
7: yes brother in latin
3: are you preparing for the priesthood
7: i am i just finished my fourth year i finished my philosophy studies and now i'm going to begin studying theology for the next three years then have a fourth year and hopefully be ordained a deacon and wow. then a priest the next year.
3: Praise be to God. Let's yeah. pray for this vocation. Please do. Uh, Giovanni is your religious name?
7: It is. It's it's Italian for um, John. Mm-hmm. And I have, I'm half Italian, despite what my blue eyes and blonde hair suggest. <laughs> and I'm half Italian and half Texan, as I like to tell people. But yeah. um, it is for St. John, the beloved apostle. So it's a beautiful thing to be able to be here to talk about the Sacred Heart as well. Yeah. Because I believe that St. John was really the first saint to, in a way, spread devotion to the Sacred Heart. Mm. And if you look just back to his Gospel at the Last Supper, he was the first one that we hear described as leaning and resting his head upon the breast of our Lord. Mm. And you have to think that as he did that in real peace and serenity and silence, he was listening to the heartbeat of Almighty God, the heart, the Sacred Heart, the heart that our very Lord yes. received from the Virgin Mary. Yeah, He was the first to... His head upon that breast,
3: you know it's interesting that you bring that up because this this morning I was going through the uh the Catholic Encyclopedia from around the turn of the century, turn of the uh, 20th century, and it it brings this point up. St. Gertrude had this wonderful vision where she was allowed to rest her head upon the breast of our Lord and hear this incredible heartbeat. And uh, it says, On the feast of St. John, when Jesus permitted Margaret Mary, now fast-forwarding to Margaret Mary, as he had formulated St. Gertrude. Now, when St. Gertrude did this, she actually asked John, Hey, how come you never talked about this? Why, why yeah. have you not told the world about what you heard? And his response was, John replied that this revelation had been reserved for subsequent ages when the world, having grown cold, would have need of it to rekindle its love. Margaret Mary given the same thing in 1673, uh, December this 27th, where she experiences this same thing. There's something to that.
7: It's, I mean, it's so tremendously beautiful that here you have our lord's very best friend and as you know saint john was not shy of mentioning the fact that he was jesus's best friend mm-hmm. and well why was he you know why did he have such an intimate relationship with him and you look at his relationship with our lady and those two things are inseparable the closeness of john with mary and the closeness of john with our lord that and I also think it's so fitting that June is the month of the Sacred Heart which comes immediately, immediately after the month of May, yeah. which is the month of Our Lady. Yeah. Because we cannot understand the Sacred Heart without understanding the Immaculate Heart. Mm. The two are always presented together. And what's also so beautiful is the fact that it's Our Lady's... The Sacred Heart is crowned with thorns. Our Lady's heart is pierced with a sword. But think about that, because our Lord was the one who was actually pierced, literally, with the sword. Right. And yet Our Lady's the one depicted with the pierced heart. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because the heart of the son is the heart of the mother. What the son suffers, the mother suffers with him. So it was as if Our Lady was trying to reveal to us that when you saw my son pierced with the lance, it was as much me being pierced by the lance.
3: I mean, can can you just imagine that? You know, that's one of the things about... Catholicism that I that I had difficulties with when I became Catholic, coming away coming away from Protestantism, uh, is that this relational thing. It was just me and Jesus. What is all all this other stuff that I have to embrace now? All these other people. Why do I have to uh, think about his mother? Why can't I just go straight to Jesus? Or here's another one that was very odd to me. You Catholics, you chop up your saints and you pass their body parts around. You have a devotion to the heart of Jesus. Why can't I just have a relationship with Jesus? Why do I have to talk about his heart?
7: When I hear all that stuff, I just get so excited. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I I'm pretty unapologetically into all of these things the bones of the saints I have a piece of the true cross on me right now um, praise be to God so it I mean I love these things of course we're Catholic yes. you know we don't throw anything away that is good that's right yeah. and we also know that our bodies will be resurrected one day the mm-hmm. body is a good thing that's another beauty of Catholicism we see the beauty of human nature we see the beauty of the earth everything that God made is good and it proclaims his glory Mm. And we will be resurrected one day with the very body that we have today. And think about this, our Lord's heart, his physical heart is beating right now in heaven
0: Mm.
7: with Our Lady. And uh, Venerable Mary of Agreda says that the moment that our Lord had a physical heartbeat in the womb of the Virgin Mary, Our Lady's heart and his sacred heart always beated together in perfect Mm. harmony.
2: you know, brother, I was just thinking, while you're saying that, I, I re- when I was uh, maybe two, maybe three years ago, I had learned that in, in France, they always just refer to the sacred hearts. They <laughs> never, it yeah. wasn't the sacred heart, Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It was just the sacred hearts and that image, like the the Society of St. Pius X has that that logo being the intertwined hearts of our Lord and our Lady, and that image of the inseparable hearts of the Blessed Virgin and our Lord, that just struck me so much, and that is something that that just made me think of that when you were mentioning it.
7: I I even go just a tiny bit further, and I just say the Sacred Heart, Mm. to refer to both. And that, I think that, that French tradition goes back to St. John Eudes, if I'm not mistaken, who he wrote the, just a magnificent work called The Admirable Heart of Mary. Mm. And he goes through and he gives a commentary on the Magnificat, and he also gives a commentary on all the titles of Our Lady and explains how the heart is the principle of love in the human person, which is why that's so symbolic that here we have our Lord holding out his heart because he's showing this is the human sign of love. And he wants us to remember, I am man. I am God, but I am man. And like you were saying about how St. Gertrude is wondering, why don't we know more about the Sacred Heart? <laughs> yeah. The time hadn't come, mm. and in a way that's the, s- the same thing of why doesn't John mention Our Lady more in his Gospel? The time had not come, but also he does mention her, and he does it yeah. in such a way that is so symbolic of, he bookends her, he only puts her in the Gospel twice. Mm-hmm which was an ancient rhetorical tactic to highlight the importance and the essential nature of a character by only having them appear at the beginning and at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She brings the ministry to its beginning, and then she is there when it is finished.
3: Yeah. We're we're almost at a break here. We're talking with Frater Giovanni. He is with the Norbertines. And uh, if you haven't done so, when you get a chance... Uh, Google the Norbertine habit. You can see uh, his habit, the Norbertine habit. It looks a lot like what you might see in uh, the Pope wearing, for instance. But as we talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, the Pope got it from them, not the other way around. So it's unique and interesting. We're talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. You know, in uh, 1673, uh, to, uh, in a vision to St. Margaret Mary, Alacoque, Jesus asked for a devotion of expiratory love, frequent communion, communion on the first Fridays of the month and the observance of the Holy Hour. And we're going to talk more about that on the other side of this break, how you might consider consecration to the Sacred Heart for you, to your family, an enthronement in your home, and keeping the devotion, what that means and what that looks like, all coming up right after this very short break. Don't go anywhere. Have a drive time. Be right back.
1: men it's time the men's march to end abortion and rally for personhood is saturday june 11th the weekend before father's day from 12 to 3 p.m in tallahassee florida men gather at 12 p.m for the march all women children and families join us for the 2 p.m rally at the florida state capitol you are needed every life matters join us on june 11th in tallahassee for more information go to themensmarch.com
5: Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th, and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com.
3: Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Frater Giovanni from the Norbertines is our guest. And we're talking about the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Good morning to you again, Frater. And welcome back to our program. Good morning. Uh, I love the fact that our, our Lord, you know, I was talking about this yesterday. Um, he gives us just like dump trucks full of grace in spite of ourselves.
7: There's a, another great mystic, her name is Josefa Menendez, and I don't remember if it was Pius the 10th, 11th, 12th. I get them all mixed up sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he encouraged a universal devotion to her book, The Way of Divine Love. Mm-hmm. She had mystical experiences. She died, of course, at the age of 33, and lived in the convent for only a few years. But, and she was sent to hell, I think, like 200 times. One of the wow. victim souls. Yeah. And she she describes in hell the worst part was that no one was able to make an act of love. That was, the, and everyone was separated from each other. Yeah. And they knew they were there, but they couldn't love each other. And she said that was, that God prevented her from ever sinning or making a blasphemy, despite what she heard going on around her.
3: Which was, must have been torturous.
7: Right. But she could not make an active choice of love towards Almighty God when she was there.
3: What desolation.
7: And one of the things that she describes is she also one day was resting her head upon the heart of our Lord. And she was listening to it beat. And our Lord said, I want you to listen closely at each heartbeat. And he said, every time my heart beats, a new grace flows forth from my heart for the conversion of sinners. And think about that. Our Lord's heart is actually physically beating in heaven right now in unison with the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And every single pulsation of his most sacred heart, a new grace is coming forth for the conversion of the world. And if you think back of the Miraculous Medal, when Our Lady appeared to St. Catherine Laboure, and uh, Catherine Laboure asked Our Lady, she said, Why are there gaps in the rays of light coming from your hand?
5: Mm.
7: And Our Lady said, The gaps are all of the graces that no one will ask for.
4: Oof. Yikes. You know, it it's, that's right to the heart. It, it really is. I I uh, just recently got a, a statue of the uh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, or the um, the apparition of the uh, the miraculous medal, and uh, I got that for my wife. But you know, it's it's so wonderful to think about uh, all of these wonderful graces that God wishes to give us. He pours out on us every single day, whether we correspond with them or not, and and. To think about the home as the most intimate space, I mean this is uh, home is where the heart is. I uh, keep saying that and and we can set that home aside mm. and consecrate it and, and enthrone the most sacred hearts in our home that 's really going to pour out even more graces for those families, right
7: I think that every Catholic home in every single room should have a picture of our Lady and our Lord. Mm. And you see this in the mystics as well. They talk about the mere act of looking upon the face of our Lord and our Lady communicates grace. Think about that. The mere act of looking at their image communicates grace. So it doesn't matter how hardened a sinner is. God's love is greater. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much a sinner doesn't want the grace of God. God's love is greater. His mercy is greater. Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more our sins do not hold a flame to the infinite volcanic love of Jesus and Mary. Mm. I, I want her to describe that um, there was a saint and he thought that he was loving God, you know, or he thought that he could possibly love Our Lady more than she could love him, which is kind of adorable. <laughs> and then she she shows him a spark next to an exploding volcano. And she said... If you were to take all of the love of all of the saints in the history of the world and put them together, it would be that spark next to my love, which is this erupting volcano. Yeah, hard
3: to even contemplate that.
7: Which is why we should have great confidence. Mm. Mm. It doesn't matter what your sins are. And especially during Pride Month, I want anyone to know out there, if you're suffering with same-sex attraction or a life that is painful or difficult, God's mercy is greater. Yeah. His mercy is greater. That's the pride that we should have. That, that's what we should be proud of, the heart of our Lord and our Lady.
2: You know, it's funny, when you mention that, I was thinking of Professor Plenio Correa de Oliveira, a Brazilian Catholic theologian, and he, was, uh, he would say in a moment of uh, levity, he was, uh, making a somewhat com- comedic joke, he says that, uh, you know, if I could ever give advice to St. Louis de Mumford, if I was there and I was giving him advice, I would tell him, have a greater devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary.
7: Yes, I love it. And, and St. Louis would tell us the same thing right now. And Maximilian Kolbe has this great quote of, he, uh, he kind of got into a competition with his brothers about who could love Our Lady more. And he said, he said, I want to love Mary twice as much as you. And then he said, and I hope you will love her twice as much as me. <laughs> and I hope I will love her then a hundred times more than you, and that you'll love her a thousand times more than me. And that went on unto infinity. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. we, if we think that we could ever possibly overdo it, it's not possible. Because remember this: our Lord didn't have to become man in the first place. He didn't yeah. have to take a real physical heart. He didn't have to become hypostatically united with our human, lowly nature, but he did, and he did it in one way only, and that is, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Mm.
3: Well, let's uh, let's switch to some of the more practical points of devotion to the Sacred Heart. I imagine there are still many Catholics who have never consecrated themselves to the Mm -hmm. Sacred Heart of Christ, let alone the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady, um, or kept the devotion to the Sacred Heart. Maybe you can talk about that. What are the more practical aspects of this?
7: Sure. One of those is, and our Lord revealed this to, to Saint Margaret Mary, that to receive Holy Communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months, and he promised that anyone who did that in a state of grace, would be guaranteed the grace of final perseverance.
3: That's big. It's huge.
7: There couldn't really be anything bigger. And I right. think St. Thomas, <laughs> yeah. Thomas says that the only grace that no one could actually merit is the grace of final perseverance, because it is a pure, purely gratuitous gift on God's part, that mm-hmm. there, even under the virtue of justice, it's not possible to merit that grace, because it is the greatest possible of all graces, to merit the grace to see God for all eternity. You know, Only God can give that gift freely. And he does, which is also why it's so important that our Lord's heart is pierced, because that means it's pierced and it's open. And it's never going to be closed again. That the love that he has for us is constantly flowing forth. And one of the small ways that we can enter into this love during the Sacred Heart Month, and just every day, is through the litany of the Sacred Heart. Um, If you haven't seen it before, it is just so magnificently beautiful. Yeah. Just to, to say those words every day is that's an act of consecration. And it takes maybe two minutes to do. But it reminds us also that God really became man. You know, these are he these are human words to describe an infinitely loving God. He's meeting us right where we are. He's he's the gate of heaven, the tabernacle of the Most High. Which also when you're praying the sacred heart, uh, Litany. You'll notice that almost every single title applies to Our Lady as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. except for one, which is hypostatically united with the Word. That one does not apply to her, but every other one does, which just goes to show further this union of hearts.
3: Yeah,
4: and it's if, if some, I'm sorry, Rudy, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know. One of the one of the promises of many of devotion to the Sacred Heart, it it says that it's going to supercharge your prayer life. And of course, right, if you think about it, you're going through the litany, and you're thinking about all of these amazing titles for the Sacred Heart. Uh, that applies both to Jesus and uh, and to the the Blessed Mother. Uh, of course, it's going to do that because you're going to start thinking about that every single day. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful thing to add to your prayer regiment.
7: And and, and think about what Saint Paul says in Philippians that. He admonishes us to become of one heart and one mind, united in God. To be one heart and one mind. And he's he's telling us to do this because it's possible. That's another thing. Scripture never imposes an admonishment on us unless it's actually possible to fulfill. And so he's saying, be of one heart and one mind. By cultivating our love for the sacred heart, what we're really asking our Lord is, Jesus, give me your heart. I want my heart to become your heart, and your mine to be yours, yours to be mine, as our Lord says in the Gospel of John, that, that I will be in you, as I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. The union that He's talking about here, which is symbolized through the heart, and the pierced heart, is what we will do for all eternity. That this is what we will contemplate: how we could truly take Jesus' heart for our own. Mm.
3: Yeah, it's an amazing opportunity, but I feel like time—time time is uh, not our friend. I mean, we live in very interesting times, and the world around us seems to be getting more and more intense uh, every single day. And I think it's one of those things where we can take for granted. I remember uh, when I was younger, thinking, oh, I've got plenty of time. I got lots of time. I can, you know, pfft, someday I'll—I'll I'll live in a state of grace. It's going to be fine, you know." But I don't know that that's—I don't know that we can make such. Um, mistakes i mean we couldn't make them then we definitely can't make them now wouldn't you say
7: well our lord himself says that He is going to come like a thief in the night Mm -hmm. which is kind of terrifying yeah and he he's the only one who truly tempers justice with mercy but his mercy far outweighs his justice yeah and he says that he's going to come at the hour and the time that we do not expect Mm -hmm. which should be a great that should spur us on to never have a moment where our heart is not trying to be united with our lord Maximilian Kolbe would make a spiritual communion every 15 minutes. Yeah,
0: yeah,
5: and, and, and
7: and that's, that's one of my favorite saints. And that's as simple as just saying the name of Jesus mm-hmm. and the name of Mary, uniting. People think that prayer is complicated. It's not. It's the simplest thing ever. It is communion with God. Mm-hmm. And we, we can achieve that just by saying the name Jesus or Mary. Right. Our hearts become united with his. It, that's, it's so simple. It, it couldn't be more accessible than... To say one word
3: <laughs> yeah, I know like what 's our excuse right What is our excuse and that go back to something I said as we 're getting ready to wrap up here is that it, it amazes me that our Lord gives us graces by the dump truck full i mean In spite of us, I mean, look at all the sacramentals and the devotions and the promises, the promises of final perseverance if you make these First Friday devotions, live in a state of grace, go to confession, receive Holy Communion. I mean, it's just like it's mind-blowing how grateful and gracious our Lord is to us, ungrateful and unholy sinners.
7: Uh, A metaphor that I really love for this is we often wonder, God, why am I not advancing more in the spiritual life? Why am I not working miracles or doing great things and all of this stuff? And I think we need to think about ourselves in like a little piggy bank. Okay? Mm-hmm. The top of our back is a slot the size of a penny. And we're asking our Lord, why won't you give me more? And he's saying, I'm trying to drop gold bars on you. (laughs) So why don't you ask me to expand your heart?
3: (laughs) Right. Open the hole up so I can put more in. Yeah. All right. Praise be to God. Frater Giovanni from uh, Norbertines. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. And dear listener, if you have not done so, consider consecrating yourself, your family to the sacred heart of our most uh, sweet Lord Jesus Christ. And then obviously enthrone him in your home and make the devotions. If I can't see you next hour, I'll see you next week. God bless you. God love you. Have a great day. Go to grnonline.com for more details.
5: Eve Gambo is a real Guadalupe radio listener. To help her explain the impact that Catholic
7: radio has had on her life, we had Rocky come in and help her tell her story.
1: Before I was able to listen to Catholic radio, I would listen to other Christian radio stations just because there was no Catholic radio.
5: Hey, you know, Mickey always tells me, you know, Catholic Radio, you know, is kind of like having an angel on your shoulder.
1: Those other stations were okay, but I always felt like something was missing. Catholic Radio is a huge blessing because it shares
5: the full truth. Well, it was like a wake-up call. Kind of like getting punched with an uppercut. Only with the truth.
1: Please, if you have not made a pledge of support to keep Guadalupe Radio on the air, do it now. And if you have made a pledge, please fulfill that pledge. I want to make sure that I always have my Catholic radio station.
5: Yeah, make sure you're sending your pledge. You know, you can do so by going to grnonline.com or 888 784 Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th, and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is Empowering You to Homeschool Joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com.
1: Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily, ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th. The weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the pre-born at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life.
6: Hi,
4: this is Salisha from the Catholic Charismatic Center, and you're listening to AM 1430,
5: KSHJ Houston. God bless you and your family.
3: Bedtime for me. It's Friday. <laughs> yeah, I'm like on E today. I mean, I've had 20 ounces of coffee. No, 30 ounces of coffee, and it's not even scratching the surface.
4: Hmm. So. Have you tried uh, illegal drugs? Narcotics? <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> I don't. I, Other than caffeine through coffee, I dislike drugs. So hmm. there you go. There's that. There's
4: that. Good morning, good too, man. Carlos. A good morning, Joe. Y- you didn't get much sleep either. No, I didn't. I've been up since. Pretty much 2 in the morning. Okay. I woke up to my sweet daughter just going, (laughs) Dad, (laughs) Dad.
3: That's the fastest.
4: And I said, why are you awake? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. We followed the schedule last night. I don't understand. Now, do you guys co-sleep? Yes, we do. Okay, does she sleep in the middle? Mhm.
3: And does she go horizontal like an H? Does she yes. make like an H? Out she of makes you? an H. Oh man, that's the best,
4: isn't it? Uh, l- well, lucky for me. Her feet in your back. Not for me. What? It's, she kicks mom. So No. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, I don't that have is, to worry about that. I would
3: not know what that's like. <laughs> I always got
4: the foot in the back. Poor, my poor beloved. Please pray for her. Yeah,
3: of course. Praise be to God. Speaking of needing prayers, Adrian Fonseca is here on the Ones and twos. Good morning, to Adrian. I could
2: always use prayers. Praise yeah, be to God. Yeah, Despite the so. fact that I the world so. is crazy and we have <laughs> immorality promoted in the culture, it is good to be here. Praise spite be to God. Despite of it all. Despite of it all, it's yeah. good to be here because, you know, today is the first Friday. We have opportunity to go out there and make reparation for the sins and outrages against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the yeah. Immaculate Heart of Mary. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, amen to that. In fact, we just wrapped up a wonderful
3: conversation with uh, Frater Giovanni from the Norbertines about the Sacred Heart. Really good conversation. So if you missed that, you got two opportunities. One, Hang out with us on the after show, which is the second half of this hour, or he's going to jump back on and we're going to con- we can continue that conversation. So if you have questions, you you can ask him directly in the after show, uh, or catch the podcast of this show today, which you can find on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. But if you have not done so, please consider consecrating yourself and your family to the Sacred Heart of, the, of our Lord and Savior Jesus as well as enthroning him in your home. Have your priest come and enthrone him, praise be to God. And then, of course, make the devotions of the First Fridays as well. So all of that is an opportunity that you don't want to pass up, and your clock is ticking, right? You don't have an unlimited amount of time, so you better, you better get after it, is what I say. But in this hour, we are going to have a good time. We have some good news for you coming up. Plus,
4: we have our game show, and we're giving out prizes today. Today's the, Today's day. the day. And it's a flag we're giving out, right? No, we're giving out a, uh, we're giving out a, uh, a Sacred Heart bundle. Oh. It includes, uh, includes little devotions, but cool. also a really cool patch that's modeled after the ones that uh, the anti revolutionist French were wearing. Got it. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Praise be to God. You pin the, that to your lapel. By the way, if
3: you have access to formed.org, they have a very cool uh, movie there made by all children called The War of the Vendee. Mm-hmm. and uh, they they feature that patch in that film yeah my kids love this movie we've watched it i don't know probably six or seven times maybe it's made by all kids and it's just a good time so if you're looking for family-friendly content every kid in the whole world made it every kid, every kid ever, wow. <laughs> ever ever remind me in the after show yeah.
4: to tell you a cool story from the war in the vendee okay Hey There's now. a really interesting way that they won a couple battles.
3: All right. Praise be to God. Uh, we will do that. We're going to do that in the second half of this hour, what we call the after show. And also, if you didn't join our email list, well, I sent that email out yesterday, some cool content that I I found uh, on uh, on the interwebs. I share that with you every single week. If you still want to get access to it. All you got to do is go to our website, sign up for the CDT Insider email list, and you will get your email on Sunday around 12.30 Central, 1.30 Eastern. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT to get access to the CDT Insider email list. Let's pray. Let's get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Almost sweet Jesus, uh, remember almost sweet Jesus that... No one who has had recourse to thy sacred heart, implored its help, or sought its mercy was ever abandoned. Encouraged with confidence, O tenderest of hearts, we present ourselves before thee, crushed beneath the weight of our sins. In our misery, O sacred heart of Jesus, despise not our simple prayers, but mercifully grant our requests. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos.
4: Good morning. Thanks for listening to Catholic Drive Time. Here's your good news story for the day. This is from the Epic Times. The headline goes 12 year old and dad see commotion near swimming pool, rush to save autistic toddler from drowning. Autistic children are often attracted to bodies of water such as pools and lakes, but that can be a very dangerous combination as one Kansas family learned the hard way on May 18th. Mom, Alexis, was in the bathroom of her apartment in Lawrence, and just minutes had passed by when she came out and found the door wide open. Her four-year-old son, Xavier, was missing. She says, I saw the fire department and the paramedics going toward the back of the building, so I followed them. Alexis shared through tears during a press conference on May 26th. Xavier was being pulled out of the pool, but I didn't see him moving, so I didn't know if he was okay at the time. She added, I was in the restroom, and just anything can happen, anything can happen in a matter of minutes. Xavier, who was nonverbal and autistic, survived and was seen hopping and skipping excitedly in front of the podium, clearly now doing well. The extraordinary outcome is owed to a pair of local heroes, a 12-year-old boy Maddox and his dad Tom, who were near the pool that day. Maddox had heard the commotion, and his friends alerted him of the drowning toddler, so he ran to get his dad. The pool was surrounded by a six-foot-high metal fence with a locked gate, but the toddler somehow crawled under the fence, and let me tell you, where there's a will, there's a way. Footage shows the moment when Tom arrived at the scene, climbed over the fence, and ran to the pool, at which point Xavier could no longer be seen. The dad jumped in, fished the boy out, and performed CPR on him until first responders arrived minutes later. By that time, he was breathing and had started crying. He says, I had CPR training, but it had been over 15 years, probably since I had done it and I just remember the chest compressions, Tom stated. Definitely when he started to cough up water, I knew it was a good sign. He added, it definitely hits home a lot harder. Having a son myself, I'm glad everything turned out the way it did. Tom and Maddox were congratulated at the conference and awarded certificates for their heroism. I told Tom on the day that, he was one of the most heroic thing it was one of the most heroic things that we have ever witnessed. We usually get to the scene just in the aftermath, stated Battalion Chief Rob Fleep of Lawrence Douglas County Fire Medical. Far too often these stories do not have a positive outcome. Drowning does not look like drowning. The majority of those uh, of those are witnessed but not recognized, he added. The victims do not have the ability to scream when they're drowning and they don't have the ability to splash their arms like you see on TV. That's very true, I've almost drowned twice and this is very accurate. So be careful with your children if you have a swimming pool. And that's really good news.
2: God love you. The saint of the day is St. Charles Lowanga and Companions. You know, I almost skipped this saint of the day because uh, these are some very difficult Ugandan names to say, but he's very relevant for our times considering the homosexual vice that he combated during his life. One of the 22 Ugandan martyrs, Charles Luanga, is the patron patron of youth and Catholic action in most of tropical Africa. He protected his fellow pages ages 13 to 30 from the homosexual demands of the Bagandan ruler. Mwanga and encouraged and instructed them in the Catholic faith during their imprisonment for refusing the ruler's homosexual demands. Charles first learned of Christ's teaching from two retainers in the court of Chief Mawalagungo. While a catechumen, he entered the royal household as assistant to Joseph Macasso, head of the court pages. On the night of Makaso's martyrdom for encouraging the African youths to resist Mwanga, Charles requested and received baptism. He was imprisoned with his friends, and Charles's courage and belief in God inspired them to remain chaste and faithful. For his own unwillingness to submit to the immoral acts and his effort to safeguard the faith of his friends, Charles was burned to death at Namagungo on June 3, 1886, by Mwanga's order. On that same day, while at old Kampala, on his way to, from Mingo at Namangungo, Matthias Kalemba Malumba refused to walk further in demand for execution. His hands were cut off first, then his flesh removed from his back and roasted, then his legs were cut off and his blood vessels and veins tired, and traditional herbs applied to the wounds to stop the bleeding. He died three days later from thirst. After the death of the Christians in Namagungo, the executioners hanged around the scene but eventually they all left their duties. And the Christians, 15 and all, ages 13 to 25, stepped forward, the king asked them, are y'all willing to keep your faith? They answered in unison, until death. All were burned together while praying and singing hymns until they died. They died January 27th, 1887. St. Charles Luanga and companions pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The Gospel
3: today comes to us from John chapter 21, verses 15 through 19. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John do you love me Simon Peter answered him yes Lord you know that I love you he said to him tend my sheep he said to him a third time Simon son of John do you love me Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time do you love me and he said to him Lord you know everything you know that I love you and Jesus said to him feed my sheep amen amen I say to you when you were younger you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted but when you grow old you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go he said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God and when he had said this he said to him follow me the gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Augustine would say, They who feed Christ's sheep as if they were their own, not Christ's, show plainly that they love themselves, not Christ, that they are moved by lust of glory, power, gain, not by the love of obeying, ministering, pleasing God. Let us, therefore, not ourselves, but Him, and in feeding his sheep, seek not our own, but the things which are his. Close quote. Saint Augustine, pray for us. Adrian, what did
2: you find? Yes, Cornelius Lapide had a lot to say here. And let's start here. He says, he glorified God because for God and his son Jesus Christ, whom he preached, he suffered crucifixion. But what is more glorious than to die for God? This reminds me of something that Cornelis Lapide said a couple days ago that I brought up. Then, the order of importance, and St. Thomas talks about this in many of his prayers. He says, one, we are to love God first and foremost. 1.5, we should love the Blessed Virgin Mary. Second, we love our own soul. Third, we love our neighbor. And fourth, and lastly, we love our bodies. Our bodies come last. So, here it goes, Cornelius Lapide says, To please them he did so, but outside the gate, which is called the gate of St. Sebastian, Christ met him. Peter asked him, Lord, whither goest thou? The Lord answered him, I am going to Rome to be crucified a second time. Peter understood that Christ willed to be crucified, not in his own person, but in the person of Peter, his vicar. Therefore he immediately returned to prison, and shortly afterwards underwent the death of the cross. The place where Christ thus met and conversed with Peter is still to be seen just outside Rome. It is adorned with a chapel and is religiously visited and it is commonly known as Domine Quo Varis. Lord, where is there where are where you going? That's where Quo, Quo Varis, Where are you going? And let us meditate upon this today. Those words where Are you going? Are we heading down the wrong path? Are we heading down the path to crucifixion? Our Lord desires that we suffer. We suffer with him. That our suffering not become something pointless, something that is just fleeting, something nihilistic. No, but instead, let our suffering be united with Christ so that it is not ourselves who die, but Christ who dies in us, right? It is not us who live, but Christ who lives in us because Christ desires to suffer for poor sinners. And are we going to deprive him of that? I say no, because it's the great grace that St. Paul talks about when he says that we complete what is lacking in Christ's suffering. That is an amazing grace. It is an amazing grace to be able to say that I can complete what is lacking in Christ's suffering. Not because of some great merit that I have, but instead, no, because it is Christ who lives in us So it is therefore Christ who suffers in us. And if we have the glorious death of dying for Christ, it is not we who die, but Christ who dies in us. In a most perfect way with Peter as his vicar. So let's meditate upon that today. Let's meditate upon the glorious grandeur of the papacy as well. Amen. Praise be to God.
3: Time to go to a break and come back and play our game, Fear and Trembling. And today's the day we give out the prizes. So, you could win your last three chances to win our Sacred Heart Bundle Pack, which you could win by calling 877-757-9424 is upon you. Your time is running out, so you better hurry. 877-757-9424. Call right now. 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. Call right now. We'll be right back.
1: Are
7: there any basic rules for doing apologetics?
0: 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that he give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10, do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four. Always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity. An opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
5: Welcome to another round of Fear and trembling <laughs> the catholic
2: trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants it's a 50 50 chance and prizes are involved avoid the
5: weeping and gnashing of teeth call now to take your shot 877-757-9424 and now your host
3: joe mcclain praise be to god welcome back to catholic drive time and fear and trembling The Catholic Trivia Game Show with secrets and agendas. But what we need most is a phone call. And it seems like it's summer is upon us, and there's probably a lot less people driving in their cars this morning. But uh, nonetheless, first caller gets to be the contestant and possibly win the prizes today that are going to be given away today. Here in just a few moments. So that phone number for you to call, you got to call right now, is 877-757-9424. If it's been at least a month, you could call back and try again. 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. First caller gets to be our contestant. But here is the deal. What I don't want to tell anybody, what I want to keep just between the two of us, right, you and I, Keep the secret. Number one, I like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions. You might learn something. Praise be to God. We also like to have a laugh, and our callers are amazing. They laugh with us, and... We enjoy that probably more than anything. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which makes this a great incentive, a winner for everybody. But if you're new here and you're really like, hmm, people with secrets and agendas, we don't like that. Well, let me explain. I have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but you do not need to know the answers in order to win our game. And the reason is because I do not ask our caller the questions. We ask Rudy, we ask Adrian, one of which will give us a correct answer, the other will give us an incorrect answer. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whomst do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And every correct answer goes into the coffee cup
4: of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? Praise be to God. I am not tired of saying this. I'm going to say this okay. all month mm-hmm. long. Yeah. May the sacred heart of our blessed Lord yeah. reign in every heart and in every nation. Amen. Amen. So be it. Our sponsor this week is Sacred Heartery on Etsy. Kara handprints original linocut art and other items designed and printed in her small North Alabama studio. It's her sincerest prayer that her work will please the Lord as it helps foster your Catholic faith and devotions. She's offered a very special Sacred Heart gift bundle, which features a lovely Du Leroy patch, as I mentioned. Uh, It was modeled after the anti-revolutionist Catholics in the Vendée, as well as some other devotionals on the Sacred Heart. Please check out her store on Etsy. Search for Sacred Heartery and support her store. Thank you so much, Cara, from Sacred Heartery on Etsy. Amen to that. Thank you, Sacred Heartery, for your generous gift
3: Giving away to our listeners. We appreciate that. Praise be to God. Let's go to the phones. And by the way, there were several people who called in. I mean, we have probably five or six calls that jumped on. Thank you for that. If you don't get on today, call back on Monday. Call in early. So that way you head your bet there. Let's go to the phones here. Victoria, good morning to you. Good
4: morning.
3: Praise be to God, Victoria. Where are you from?
4: San Antonio, Texas.
3: The great nice. city of San Antonio, Texas. You know, Victoria? It's not just great because I grew up there, okay? It has other reasons for also being great. It's great despite. In spite of the <laughs> fact that Joe is from
2: there. <laughs> I, it's great because you're there,
3: Victoria. <laughs> that's true, too. How old are you, Victoria? Eight,
5: Eight years wow. old? That is amazing. No, that's Christ more than seven. God.
3: That is definitely more than seven. Now, Victoria, where do you go to church? Atonement
5: uh,
2: Catholic Church.
3: Wonderful. You you, you have a friend there? You have mom or dad there helping you out with the questions today? Mm, Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm on your side, Victoria. It's me and you uh, going up against Rudy and Adrian. Are you ready, Victoria? Yeah. Let's do this. Here we go. We will start with Rudy, as is our custom, our patrimony, our tradition here at the show. Uh, CDF approved.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, here.
3: Okay. Rudy, good morning to you. Good morning. No, It's a no-tie Friday. No-tie. Casual and Friday. Victoria, Casual. that means he's extra tricky, so we have to listen <laughs> carefully. But Rudy, are you ready? I am ready. Rudy, let's do
4: this. Who was the second pope? The second pope. Okay. He's known as St. Bobrick, but he's short for St. Bob. St. Saint Bob. Yes. There's a there's a saint named Bob. Yeah, believe it or not. Sounds ah. absurd, right, Victoria? Well,
5: it I
3: didn't probably want to say is. it out loud, but okay. So, <laughs> you're saying Bob is your answer. That's right. Bobby. 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 Okay, Bobby. All right. Uh, uh that's uh so Bob is his answer, Victoria. Let's see what Adrian says though. Adrian, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Praise be to God. You're a man who is an expert in all things popery. I identify as a pope expert at the moment. Oh, I, we're not talking about the
2: incense then? No. Okay, okay. okay. sorry. Uh, can you tell me then, who was the second pope, please? You know, Pope Bob sounds interesting. It's an interesting, it? interesting guess. Um, okay. But I'm going to go with St. Linus. Saint Linus. Saint Linus, you know, okay, hmm. from uh, from like the peanut game. No, no, not like no, the Peanuts, no. but Kinda like in, in the Canon like, of the Mass, like the Second Pope, like that oh, that okay. kind of Saint Linus.
3: Linus, as in the guy who was the Second Pope, is that your answer? That,
2: that's basically what I'm
3: saying. Got it. Okay. Well, Victoria, tricky question, but who was the Second Pope? Is it Linus, as Adrian says, or is it Bob, as Rudy seems to suggest? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Victoria from San Antonio, what say you?
4: I'm gonna go with Adrian. Yeah, yeah. Wise choice. Very confident,
3: very confident in, yes, your, yes, <laughs> in
2: your response. Pope Linus truly, went on
4: to yeah. uh, go on to uh, Charlie Brown. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. <He laughs> truly Victoria
2: is a is a brilliant young lady. She's clearly an expert in all clearly, things theology and yes. yes. philosophy. I would I would agree. You're in the cup.
3: You could win Victoria. It's exciting. Praise be to God. I think we're gonna try to double your chances with this next question though. Hopefully, Victoria, you are an expert on religious communities, so keep that in mind. But we're going to go to Adrian with this one. Adrian, can you tell me a person formally admitted into a religious institution Mm -hmm. to prepare for eventual religious profession
2: is called what? Yes. Okay, a person formally admitted to a religious institution, mm-hmm. that means they are yeah. no longer postulants, yeah. and they're preparing for eventual religious profession, okay. is called mm-hmm. a novice. Really? I was one of those once. Sounds novel. Yeah, it okay. is. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, Rudy, can you tell me a person formally admitted into a religious institution to prepare for eventual religious profession is called what?
4: Okay, so they may be admitted already, but they're they're on probation, which means well, they may or may not go. So they're still called a supplicant, as in they're still pleading, please let
2: me in. Just that, let me be. It's you, about you it have up? to cry? You is have to beg? Yes. yes. Okay. okay. Noted. Noted. Huh. We should talk to
3: Giovanni about this later. We should, yeah. Victoria, uh, what do we call this? Rudy seems to think it's called a supplicant, somebody who cries and begs, please let me in. <laughs> but Adrian seems to think it's called a novice. No crying involved. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Victoria, what say you?
5: I'm gonna have to go with Adrian again.
3: You just have to, right? Like, what wow. are you gonna do? <laughs> wow! Your
5: hands are tied. Truly, barely, I say
3: to thee.
2: Victoria <laughs> is wow. obviously a woman of good taste. She's uh, going with Adrian.
3: She's Eight obviously years old very brilliant and already demonstrates masterful play here. This is just amazing. Praise be to God.
2: I novitiate in your future, it Victoria.
4: Victory for
3: Victoria. Yeah. yeah, you're in for two. Uh, Let's see if we can get you a perfect score this morning, Victoria. We're going to go back to uh, Brother Adrian there, or Brother Rudy. We're going to go to Rudy here. Rudy, uh, do me a favor, complete the second beatitude for me. Blessed are the
4: meek, Mm -hmm. fill in the blank. Okay, you look to the left, you look to the right, Uh, you see our blessed Lord there, Uh, and he's telling you something, Uh and you know it's important, and he says, for they shall inherit the earth. They possess the land.
3: Okay. Possess the land, inherit the earth. Sounds reasonable. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me, or rather, can you complete for me the second beatitude? We're talking Matthew 5 here. Blessed are the meek for, quote,
2: blank fill in you, sir, now, please. Yes. Blessed are the meek for they will crush their enemies underneath their foot. That's a (laughs) direct quote. Hmm. Meek and crushing of enemies.
3: Yes. Hmm. All right, Victoria. Does the meek crush the enemies, as uh, Adrian seems to think? Or do the meek inherit the earth, the possess the land? As Rudy suggests, 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong?
4: Victoria, what say you? Rudy.
3: Rudy! Somebody
5: says... Well now Nailed it. three for three. You will own the land. You
4: will, Victoria, the you will not eat the bugs. Victoria! You will not live in the pot. You will not live in the pot. Victoria, I'm so
3: proud of you. Praise be to God. We are very close to running out of time, though. But you did right. excellent. Perfect score. Well done today. But, uh, Rudy, are you pulling an end? Uh,
4: yep. Okay, here we go. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. And I have one in my hand. And it's lose.
5: Lose. Lose! Let's go. Congratulations One of our CDT to our insiders.
3: Yeah, congratulations. Well, Victoria, we may have to send you a uh, consolatory prize for just playing our game today. You did such a great job. God bless you, Victoria. Thank you. Are you out of school now? Are you not you got the summer off? Victoria's
0: still there. I'm- yeah, I'm going on my
3: I'm on my way to school. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna pray for your day then. Hopefully you're gonna have a great day at school. God bless you, Victoria. Again, thank you and have a great weekend too. Thank you. We'll put you on hold and we're gonna get your information, send you a little C D T insider mug just to say thanks for playing our game. Hey, if you can hang out with us in the after show, Prater Giovanni is going to hang out with us as well. You can ask questions or we can continue our conversation about the sacred heart of Jesus. All that coming up. Go to grnonline.com forward slash c-d-t. We'll see you on Monday.
0: Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired.
7: Guadalupe Radio Network now
8: brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the Chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the Memorial of St. Charles Luanga and Companions. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Come Holy Ghost, creator blessed, and in our hearts take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill the hearts which thou hast made to fill the hearts which Thou hast made. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. My brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, who have made the blood of martyrs the seed of Christians, mercifully grant that the field which is your church, watered by the blood shed by St. Charles Luanga and his companions, may be fertile and always yield you an abundant harvest. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. King Agrippa and Bernice arrived in Caesarea on a visit to Festus. Since they had spent several days there, Festus referred Paul's case to the king, saying, there is a man here here left in custody by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews brought charges against him and demanded his condemnation. I answered them that it was not Roman practice to hand over an accused person before he has faced his accusers and had the opportunity to defend himself against their charge. So when they came together here, I made no delay. The next day, I took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought in. His accusers stood around him but did not charge him with any of the crimes I suspected. Instead, they had some issue with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died but who Paul claimed was alive. Since I was at a loss how to investigate this controversy, I asked if he were willing to go to Jerusalem and there stand trial on these charges. And when Paul appealed that he be held in custody for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could send him to Caesar. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing is his kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all you his angels, you mighty mighty in strength who do his bidding. The Lord has established His throne in heaven. Alleluia! 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 alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Holy Spirit will teach you everything and remind you of all I told you. Alleluia, Hallelujah, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. After Jesus has, had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen. I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, follow me. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We come in that first reading almost to the conclusion of the Acts of the Apostles. That the, the holy season of, of Easter is almost to its conclusion, at least for this year. And Paul is... Uh, is sent is going to be sent to Rome, where he's going to glorify God by his life. Same with Peter. And in fact, interestingly enough, the Acts of the Apostles sort of is an, ends with as an open book. There isn't a, a nice solid conclusion, because the the next chapter, of course, is the, is the church today. You know, the, the the Acts of the Apostles, the work of the Spirit, continues on today. Saint Paul is having to uh, give his testimony to Jesus that he is risen. And you have to appreciate the fact that Festus, who is, who is he- hearing this case for the first time, what he must have thought when he heard about this Jesus who had apparently died but had come back to life. He wasn't sure what to make of this. You know, this In the this, in this secular world, they're not sure exactly what to make of this whole thing. In fact, I, I always find it almost every Easter time, there's some kind of story or report. I think they have these in some kind of archive somewhere and they always bring it up at Easter time or around Holy Week. But something about somebody is uh, about to discover the bones of Jesus. <laughs> like, no, they're not going to discover the bones of Jesus. He has risen. He has ascended into heaven. He is not here. He has risen. And uh, there will always be somebody trying to find, it because they cannot understand this great mystery that Christ has risen from the dead. But as the Acts of the Apostles proclaims at the very beginning and reminds us constantly in this Easter season, we are witnesses of these things. We are to be witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus. We see in the Gospel uh, that Peter. We know that Peter is going to have to give his life as well in Rome uh, for in order to witness for the Lord. But we also recognize that there are. We we have to rely com- really completely on the power of God on the work of the Holy Spirit in us to make of us this gift by which we can give ourselves completely. It is not something that we can do on our own. This is something that Peter had to learn because the threefold uh, question of Jesus, do you love me, was of course to counteract the three times that he denied Christ. You know, St. Peter at one point in that Last Supper was, you know, I will go, I will go to the end for you. I will die for you. And Jesus has to has to instruct him, says, will you die for me? You know, even this night, you will deny me three times. Peter has to learn a great lesson of humility. This dialogue that happens between Jesus and Peter, uh, there's something very, very beautiful underneath the surface. It doesn't come out so much in the English, but it comes out more certainly in the Spanish or in the, or in the Latin or Italian. Because Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? And when he says, do you love me, he's asking him, do you love me with that, that sacrificial love, that agape love? that, that a Greek word, agape. Do you love me in that depth? And Peter's response is interesting because he, says to, he says, his, re, his response to the Lord is, Lord, I love you with that friendship love, that phileos love. And then Jesus asks him a second time, Do you love me with that agape love, that fullness of love, that sacrificial love? And Peter's response is, Lord, I love you, but it's with that phileos love a friendship love. And then Jesus at the very end asked Peter, do you love me with that friendship love? And Peter says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And this exchange, of this dialogue of, of love, Jesus uh, is in a way, you could say, even finding out, sounding out Peter to see if he had learned his great lesson. The lesson was that it was not Peter who was going to be the one who was going to have the power to give his life for Jesus. It was going to be the work of God in him. God was going to be glorified in him through that work. And it wasn't something that he he could pat himself on the back and say, look what I accomplished. He really actually ended up accomplishing very little himself, but by the power of God, accomplished great things. And so there's something I think we can take away from this. We often, we can come to God thinking, You know, Lord, and especially in times when we have very deep and powerful experiences of consolation, Lord, I will do anything for you. You know, I'll go to the missions for you. I'll give my life for you. And then a week later, we find ourselves in the depths of desolation, where we find I can't do anything without God. (laughs) You know, I've I've got nothing to give. This is probably more actually towards the truth, although uh, God's consolation always supports us. But when we respond back to the love, we I love you, Lord, but we recognize that. We do not have that fullness of love to give back to the Lord. And it's interesting that Jesus, at the very end, comes back and recognizes that Peter cannot give the fullness of his love. And yet Jesus, in a way, condescends to the same level of Peter. says, Peter, do you love me? With that filial love?" Yes, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. He says, feed my sheep. I think it helps us. It, it definitely gives us great comfort and consolation to know that God accepts the very little love that we can give. He accepts that and then he elevates it and transforms it into something beyond which we ourselves can give. We see this in the saints that we celebrate today, St. Charles Lwanga and companions. St. Charles, was a, he was a servant at the king's court in Africa. And the king wanted certain uh, favor, sexual favors from him, which he, as a Christian, was not willing to give. And so he and his companions gave, his, gave their life. And as the opening prayer says, that is the seed of Christians, the blood of the martyrs, because it is the work of God so powerfully uh, in them and through them that gives that great witness to the resurrection and power of Jesus. May we recognize in ourselves that we love God, We love God, we want to love him more, but Jesus accepts the very weak, limited love that we can give him, and in return fills us with the love that we cannot give, that is the power and love of the spirit within us. We thank the Lord for loving us, for forgiving us, even when we fail, even when we do not um, follow the Lord perfectly, even when we do deny him. The Lord comes back to love us more fully and to fill us with his love. Dear brothers and sisters, filled with paschal joy, let us pray more earnestly to God that he who graciously listened to the prayers and supplications of his beloved son may now be pleased to look upon us in our lowliness. We pray for the shepherds of our souls, that they may have the strength to govern wisely the flock entrusted to them by the good shepherd. We pray to the Lord. We pray for the whole world that it may truly know the peace given by Christ. We pray to the Lord. For our brothers and sisters who suffer, that their sorrow may be turned to gladness which no one can take from them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, We pray for our own community, that it may bear witness with great confidence to the resurrection of Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, The intentions of those who are joining us online and through Guadalupe radio, for those who are enrolled in our Salt Mass Association. Remember in a special way today, uh, Father Vince Albano, who celebrates his 50th anniversary of priesthood today for blessings upon him, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear and finally, let us remember those who have died and all the holy souls in purgatory, that they may rest in peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear o God, who know that our life in this present age is subject to suffering and need, Hear the desires of those who cry to you and receive the prayers of those who believe in you through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. of the earth and work of human hands, who will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, who will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Pray, dearly beloved, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. We offer you sacrifice, O Lord, humbly praying that as you granted the blessed martyrs grace to die rather than sin, so you may bring us to minister at your altar in dedication to you alone. Always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you are glorified when your saints are praised. Their very sufferings are but wonders of your might. In your mercy you give ardor to their faith. To their endurance you grant firm resolve. And in the struggle... The victory is yours through Christ our Lord. Therefore, all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration, and we with all the hosts of angels cry out, and without end we acclaim Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, Amen At the Savior's command informed by divine teaching we dare to say Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer to the sign of peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, How precious is the eyes of the Lord,
5: uh, in the eyes
8: of the Lord, is the death of His holy ones. Alleluia. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that You are present in the most holy sacrament. I love You above all things, and I desire to receive You into my soul. Hence, I cannot at this moment receive You sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there. Unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. And humbly I'll receive Thee, the bridegroom of my soul. No more by sin to grieve Thee, or fly Thy sweet control, Eternal Holy Spirit unworthy though I be. Prepare me to receive Him and trust the Word to me. Increase my faith, dear Jesus, in Thy real presence here. And make me feel most deeply that Thou to me art near. Let us pray. We have received this divine sacrament, O Lord, as we celebrate the victory of Your holy martyrs. May what helped them to endure torment, we pray. Make us, in the face of trials, steadfast in faith and in charity through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Regina Celi, Laetare, Alleluia.
0: Spreading the splendor of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio. for your-
2: Howdy, my name is Adrian Fonseca. I'm a parishioner at St. Luke's the Evangelist Catholic Church, and this is AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.